the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. That's already to the point for a McNabb drive. That misses the net. Goes into the far corner. Now another chance. Score! Stevenson finds Pacioretty. 2-0 Vegas. Pacioretty is back on the ice and back on the board. His 16th goal, his 30th point in his 30th game of the season. Knights coming ahead. Left to right down the middle. A chance. It is into the goal. Dodonov busting right down the slot. Vanelka looked like he might have stopped it. He sprawled out, but the puck was in the net. And the Knights take a 3-1 lead. Dodonov sends it out to center. Here's Eichel all alone. Eichel left circle to right. He shoots. Scores! Jack Eichel, 11th goal of the season, comes in his 400th NHL game. Four goals in four games for Jack Eichel. 6-1 Vegas. It's time for Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. It is time for Cofield and Company on this Monday. This is not Steve Cofield. Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez here along with you. For the next three hours, so much to get into, and uh, Steve will be back later this week. If you do follow him or the SO on social media, you know they're on a very, very luxurious vacation right now. Really living it up. The SO's on social media? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. She posted a nice photo of Steve on their luxurious vacation yesterday. On IG? Yeah. Oh, you'll have to send that to me. I need to sure. tune in. Uh, it was actually a, I think it was the same place he was 10 years ago, and he took another photo there now and has much, is, much less hair. Is he thinner? Much thinner 10 years ago, sure. Yeah. Oh, 10 years ago, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going on right now. Adam Hill, William Ramirez here with you for the next three hours. I was going to say hour. It's three hours. Uh, the open could have been like 25 minutes long. We kept playing yeah. all the Golden Knights goals. We'll get into that. A nice uh, breakout performance for the Knights over the weekend. Fans love that. Uh, what? What's that? Golden Knights would have loved. Fans would have loved that. They just love hearing Golden Knights highlights. Uh, well, all right, well, winning ones. I don't know if that's true. I mean, first of all, Golden Knights fans stopped going to the games. Um, true. Secondly, the fact that they. God, this weekend. Okay, let's, first of all, let's just get into it. It's the three on Cofield and Company. We'll get into the Golden Knights in just a second and how I'm, once again, always right. That happens very often, so it's tough to point out all the times that I'm right. Well, wait right. a minute. Wait, wait. That's, that's, that phrase is, for someone who's so articulate and, and profound with the English language, wouldn't, once again, I'm always right? If you're always right, then it's not once again, because then it never fell off. Well, I was just trolling, so I mean, it's, I don't, I'm not sure. Um <laughs> But the anger, we'll get into the Golden Knights in a second. The anger that people have had for the last four years that I'm so clearly right about, it's tough to hold back and just not do it every day. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. We'll talk Golden Knights. We first want to get into, first of all, how was your yeah. weekend? How was your weekend, sir? It was good. It was good. I got back out on mountain. Didn't, <laughs> didn't think that that was going to happen for at least is that, six weeks. Is the but... doctor Is the doctor okay with that? The surgeon said it was okay as long as I wasn't trying to do anything steep or unstable. Because there are a couple of mountains that I normally will hike that are there's it's unstable ground. You know, you're, there's what they call scrambles, loose rock. So I just did a simple one, 
with our boy from Channel 3, Jesse Merrick. And uh, it was it was a simple, just after sunrise, took the puppy, and uh, yeah, it was good. It's, it's the going down part, no matter what grade it is, steep or not, because you're bracing yourself. So the knee felt all right, so I'm still scheduled for surgery, but uh, I, I won't miss any playing time. I'll be back out there. I'll be at T-Mobile quicker than most of the guys. That's I'll good. be able to. I'll be able to hit the elevator. I'll be able to get to my seat for the twenty fourth to to keep my Iron Man <laughs> streak alive. You'll be able to hit the elevator. I mean, the elevator is kind of the easy part, right? You got to get to getting to the. Elevator. I got I got to get there from the uh, from the parking garage <laughs> and then you know from from my seat. But I, I'm so I'm that was one stipulation about this this surgery. I told the surgeon. There aren't many streaks I have in this town when it comes to all of you guys. As a normal everyday beat writer, all the thing I mean, you cover 7,014 different beats in this town. As an AP guy, it just depends. It's always up in the air. But there's one streak that I have over every single media member that I'm proud of, and I told them I am not losing this streak. I've never missed a regular season or postseason home game of the Golden Knights since they arrived. I don't think there's any other media member that can say that. Iron Man. Yes. It's good. You got your gummy bears. You got your hanging out. You got your peanut M&Ms hanging out in the press box. It's good. We'll get into the nights in a second. Uh, You watched soccer this weekend, though. That's the really important thing. I saw the Instagram story and everything. You were watching soccer. I have a bad influence on one one more person now. I was was influenced over our post-game meal. You built it up in a matter of five minutes of conversation. I know how much sports bettors love. Actually, people don't realize how much action soccer actually attracts. So I did a little write-up for one of the betting sites, just a little analysis on the game. I did some reading as much as I could, just did a quick little 150-word write-up. Unfortunately, I was wrong. Because I I wrote up Manchester minus the half goal plus 105. And that's why when I texted you about that goal, I was a little disappointed. But I, I watched it. And, and uh, yeah, I had two ga- two TVs on. So I in. sold you on the game, told you to take Liverpool, told you how much I love Liverpool. And then you picked Manchester well, United. Well, you told me to... You told me that you love Liverpool. You were a fan of Liverpool, but sure, you didn't necessarily sure. you didn't necessarily like advise me. Usually, it was more of a fan pick. Sure, and, and that's why you, you got up. And then you went against it. Yeah, I did. That's fine. Uh, at least you watched soccer. It was a big game. And by the way, the way it works, like I I love soccer. I love all the different tournaments and everything that goes on. But as I t- I told you yesterday, um, or excuse me, when was it Saturday that you were talking? Saturday night. That game could have at, at my at my new spot. If yeah, don't give it away. It's it's a problem. We always give away these places. No, 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 no. Uh, I I gave another spot away to another friend of mine the other day, and then he tweets out about it. Like, come on, man. No, see, no. Uh, that's a no, no. So they Liverpool, Manchester United, excuse me, Manchester City played on Saturday. Excuse me, on Sunday. I'm all over the place. They played on Sunday, and as I told you, if somebody won the game, they're most likely going to go on and win the Premier League. Yeah. Because it was a tie, they both get a point. Now they're both still alive, but it, it's, a, it's a race. They are playing again next weekend. Oh, and it's not in the Premier League. Oh. <laughs> they are what playing. Is this? There's, there's so many tournaments and things that go on during the season. And here's the other thing. 
They're playing a. Uh, they play this week in a massive game. They play next weekend in a potentially massive game. There is a chance oh that they could play at the end of next month for the European final, the Champions League final, that they could play again in that matchup. So they're both in the semifinals right now trying to advance. Or excuse me, in the quarterfinals trying to advance. If they, they both win in the semis, they would then play again in the Champions League final, which I think I told you the other day, I have been looking at airline tickets potentially to Paris. But that is a... Uh, <sighs> So nice. it kind of reminds me of like the uh, during the off season. I remember when my the 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 uh, our Arborview girls who who trained under with the perfect uh, training and just of course you know Jordan going there and they had that dynasty of five straight state titles. But when they were off season and played with their club team, they played in a league. It might play two days a week, but they also played in tournaments and occasionally would meet up. With team, so is that is it somewhat the same thing? Kind of. They're, so, like right now, the game that they played on the match that they played on Sunday is a that's in the Premier League. That's the league that they play in. The that's league. like that's like the Wins major and losses league. standings. Um, Got it. Then there's the Champions League, which is top four from the Premier League, and then uh-huh. you know the top certain amount from all the leagues across Europe all make the Champions League each year. They play off. So that's the European all European championships. All European. And then there's then there's domestic tournaments as well that go on throughout the year, so they could potentially meet in like all three of them, which is it's crazy. There's there's a lot there. It's a lot to unpack. And by the way, the best which I love is if you're in the bottom three of the Premier League, then you get kicked out to the minor leagues, and then the top three from the minors get kicked up to the Premier League every year. So it's like it's there's races at the top and bottom, which I love. I wish they would do it in sports here. It would be fantastic, but it's just not the same. Kind of what would happen if the winner of the Champions League played the winner of whatever league that the lights play in? <laughs> would, I'm assuming that the Euro League winner, the, yeah, the, the, the they would, would it wouldn't <laughs> no, even be. No. Yeah, okay. Good. But the but there is so just uh, by the way, so we're clear. I was about to move on. Willie is the one talking. Soccer is the thing I usually talk about. Willie is not talking about soccer. Never. Uh, so- Willie continued the soccer conversation just so we're all clear on this. Um, <laughs> there is also tournaments here where the MLS teams play with the teams from the Lights League. They're all in one tournament. Yes, I remember that. Uh, so, I mean, that could pot- those potentially happen. But then an MLS team against a you know a potential Champions League team like that's yeah. not that's not really a game. And like could could it, could they win? Sure. Like if they played like you know ten times, could they win a couple? Yeah, maybe. But I mean, it would be ugly. It would be it'd be, it'd be some ugly matchups. Uh, they're just like the Masters was, Willie. How about that segue? I was really excited for Tiger to potentially be hanging around, especially after the way he played in the first round. He faded in the second, really faded in the third and the fourth. And not only did we not get Tiger, we didn't even get a fun a fun close to the tournament. It was a blowout from start to finish. Scotty Scheffler, nobody ever really competed with him, and it was a runaway. It never really got fun to watch. No, I just think that the only fun part about it was – seeing Tiger finish and sort of slap in the face those who didn't think he was thought that he would pull out after the first day, didn't think he would make the cut. You know, it's hard to say what sort of affected him days three and four. Was it the leg? Was it, you know, the lack of, you know, the, the lapse of playing time and and getting back into it, you know, still having, seeing him out there, you know, there was, there was the birdie he made on, 12 which usually gobbles up golfers but he has dominated 
in his time. I believe they said that was his like his ninth time he's buried that particular hole. Um, and, and just the fact that, you know, just little moments, even though it was disappointing, um, seeing him back out there, it was it was somewhat humbling to see him, you know, use the, the golf club at times instead of handing it right up, at, handing it to his caddy right after a shot, using it as a cane on other occasions, you know, to help him. Um, you could see where he would, squat, um, you know, squat down to, to to eye up a putt, but he couldn't get that full squat. Um, so it was obviously very visible. Um, not fun to see him fall off the pace, but fun to see him back. I actually wrote up on that on that same site I wrote up the soccer. I wrote up a matchup in the second round against uh, I can't remember who he was against Tony Finau. Now, yeah, Finau. Uh, and he was a big dog. He was like plus 130, plus 140, I think. But I wrote it up, and uh, he uh, he ended up beating him in, in just for that second day. And uh, But, yeah, you're right. Uh, Sky Shuffle just – I mean, he – I it was one of those things. And there was a point on the final day where he he ended up being like two strokes ahead. Like, uh-oh, here we go, another – and then he just pulled away. And it was almost like, you know, just kind of toying with it. And then uh, – but he never really – Never really fell off. I, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for one of those where, God, they, here's the leader who shot great for two, three, you know, days. And then what happened? And it was just a complete tank job. Um, but it never happened. And he and he's he's really shown himself. And throughout that final day, they kept, they showed um, at one point they showed some comparisons of how old he was when Tiger won his first green jacket. And and remember that the last time Tiger won his his master 2019 and that just incredible showing um, Scheffler wasn't even on the tour. So um, I don't know. There were some positive storylines I took from it. You're right. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to see some fantastic finishes. I'm sure the golfing world would have loved to seen Tiger be in it to the end. But I think the positive thing is that he did show that he's back. I'm really kind of tired of the narrative. I don't know about you. Like, well, it was nice, but it's really time for him to hang it up. I don't think so. You know, I was talking about this with somebody today on the phone. It was like, whatever happened to the PGA Senior Tour? I didn't realize that's the Champions Tour. Um, I don't know why, but I don't really follow golf unless Tiger's playing. But it's now called the Champions Tour. He's like four years away from that. He'll be 47 this year. So 47, 48, 49, 50. And then the following year, he's eligible for that. And who knows if he can build back strength and at least play with those guys. Then he'll be the youngest guy on that tour. And we still get lets a Tiger left. Doesn't mean that he has to be full-fledged Tiger Woods from 20 years ago. So, I don't know. I was encouraged. I like to see him still get out there. He doesn't have to play every single event, but it's it's still it's still I mean the gallery alone. What do you think of the gallery? It was crazy. It was very very impressive and and you know, it is every year for the Masters, but certainly they were into it and um again, would have been nice if they had something you know, to really get into, but they really didn't. Uh it it was better. How about this? More fired up I think the gallery was at the Masters. Than the Golden Knights fans were on Saturday. We'll get into that when we continue. Cofield and Company on this Monday. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Right corner, decision for the Donnie shoots. He scores. Decision with Kolasar parked in front. The Knights full line joins the party. Five one Vegas. Eight minutes to go. Jake Lesigian's second goal in his 36th game of the season. 
now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. It is back, Coalfield and Company, on this Monday. Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez. Golden Knight. What a call on the goal. You hear the excitement of the goal, followed by a smattering of applause from the couple hundred fans in attendance. It's Were they there? I mean, I think so. I mean, we were there. It didn't sound like anybody was there. It looked like there was a lot of people dressed the, as empty seats. I think the drum line, the Vivas, and Katie Marie were louder than the, than the fans. I mean, listen, how often was I told, it's not about, we're not front-running fans. We're going to be there no matter what. It's still a good team with a decent chance of making the playoffs. Where are you? Uh, this 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 we've said it many times. The sports fans in the city stink. They, they do. And if you're listening and you're so hey, I go to the game. Good for you. You're you're not one of the people we're talking about. It's it's pathetic. The lack of enthusiasm, the almost booing of the starting goaltender, which is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Um no matter how you feel about listen, first of all. Enough of the they did they did us dirty they did the players no they didn't they didn't they did dad enough yeah uh, it's 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 all no it's not stop but even even if they did let's just assume for a second that the nonsense story that Mark Andre Fleury's agent put out was true let's assume it was true and it's not why are you holding that against Robin Leonard? You, you, I mean, good Lord, what is wrong with people? And by the way, let's just be real about it. Leonard has been slightly better than Flurry this year, and it's a down year for Leonard. And he's been hurt much of it. And he's still been a little bit better. So what is the problem? Well, I will beat this same drum that I've been beating since he left and here's the bottom line the fans want one thing from this team and that is a stanley cup and in three of the four years they were in the conference final in three of the four years he was the starting goaltender in the bubble it was leonard one year they made it the stanley cup he didn't get the job done doesn't mean that you or I are flurry haters. Doesn't mean we dislike him as a as a as a as a as a future Hall of Famer and what he's done for the sport and what he did for Vegas, especially in that tragic year that the entire roster embraced this town as much as the town embraced it. But the fact of the matter is, since Las Vegas has received a hockey team, we've always been told. Who's, it doesn't matter what seed you are, it's whichever has the hot hand, the hot goaltender with the hot hand. And going into the postseason, it was not Mark andre Fleury, or at least he didn't come across as he did. Did good. I think his best series, playoff series for the Golden Knights, might have been the first series in the first year against the Kings. And then since then, it's just been, you know, he, he's been good, but so is the team, but in, in they've been eliminated. And he was the starter three of those four years. That's the bottom line. So when they made their business decision, 
they looked at the payroll, they looked at who was expendable, they looked at the future, and that's the route they went. And that's the nature of the business. The whole doing people dirty, they deserve this, they deserve no, 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 no. It's the team. They have to look out for what's best for the team, not what's best for – they can't worry about, well, he did this for the franchise. We love him. They're going to have a statue. No, that's, that's irrelevant. Sometimes you have to move on, and that's what took place. Yeah, and, and the whole thing. But there's plenty more to get into about the Knights. We can actually talk positively about their performance. I mean, they took advantage of a bad team and played really well, and now they are right on the heels of the LA Kings. In fact, if the Knights win – Tomorrow in Vancouver, and the Kings lose during Chicago tomorrow. The Knights would be even in points with one game in hand. They'd be, I mean, they are right back in it, but they'd be right there behind them. Uh, tough schedule for both. A couple of tough games coming up for both of them coming up. The Knights on a big tour through Canada. We'll get into more Knights later on and what's going on with them. Next, a very, very good hometown story. Bryson Stott made his debut with the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll talk to the, we'll say, one of the guys that made him a great player. His high school coach, Paul Bubult, coming up next. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. The 2-2 again. And a light hand out to right field, a base hit. His first major league hit is a single to right. It'll load up the bases with one man down. That's a keepsake, the first of many for Bryson Stott. That's making Vegas proud. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. It is Cofield and Company on this Monday. Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez joining you. We are talking about a very exciting weekend all around sports. You got the Masters, you got VGK, you got we've got some MMA card coming up that we're that we saw over the weekend, as well as Triple G. Just sports everywhere this weekend, which was great, but let's not kid ourselves. We still love baseball. It was opening weekend in Major League Baseball and a big one, in fact, for a local, I'm going to call local hero, Bryson Stott, who uh, made his debut and uh, was very successful uh, with the Phillies this week and a a cool hometown story because he went to Desert Oasis. He went to UNLV as well. And uh, man. Bryson Stott made us all proud, I think, this weekend. And uh, one of the guys that I think was even more proud than most who has got to be a part of it, Paul Bubolt from Desert Oasis High School, uh, where he coached Bryson Stott and uh, my local high school, by the way. So uh, makes me proud as well. How you doing, Coach? Good, good. How are you guys doing? We are good. Are we still, listen, uh, we're still defending champions at Desert Oasis, right? It's been a while since we had a state tournament. That's right. 2019 is the last time there was a state champion, and uh, that was us. There you go. Well, just kind of describe what it felt like for you watching Bryson this weekend, and, and obviously, a, you know, a monumental occasion for him and his family. But um, to just be a part of that, what what was it like for you? Well, it, it was. It's just been an awesome, you know, watching him mature uh, over the years here since he was with us, and then obviously getting to watch him at UNLV for uh, for three years. Uh, it was it was it was pretty amazing to see him, you know, on the big field, living out his dream, and uh, you know, having some success on day one. So it was just an awesome feeling being a part of it with his family and and some of some of my former players and his friends, um, all out there together, kind of celebrating him and his achievement. Paul, so I got to ask you, we we were just Adam and I were just talking about the local 
pro sports fan base and and the you know the first year we were uh, we were all saying how man they're getting spoiled this first year imagine what happens when the golden knights maybe you know take a a nosedive talk about sports fan bases philly <laughs> is a strong fan base and they can be rough but they seem to, based on the highlights I've seen, they already love Bryson Stott. I think that they know who he is. They obviously know how close him and Bryce Harper are. What did you get a feel from the stands and the fans around you? Yeah, I mean, I, they're they're definitely fanatics. I mean, it was, it was all you know the Uber rides. Everybody, you know, talking about the Phillies winning Game One, and and just everybody knew who Bryson was and knew his his story and all that stuff. So they definitely are a little bit more serious out there than most cities that, that we've been to, at least, you know, watching games. They're, you know, in, in the football stadium, the, the hockey arena, the basketball arena, and the baseball stadium are all in one area. So there was, you know, at least on Saturday, there was there was uh, a basketball game at 1, uh, the baseball game was at 4, and there was a hockey game at 7.30. So it was kind of, it was pretty exciting to be, you know, part of all of that stuff going on in the same area. So they're definitely, you know, really uh, – Really eager to see him succeed, and they're and they're happy for him, and and they want to see him do well, and and it was kind of exciting because everybody in the stands knew who he was, and obviously they love Bryce Harper, and and they love you know they're just fanatics. That's the easiest way to describe the fans out there. Coach, I'm I'm old now, but uh, I do still I do still have the attention span of a young person, and I I don't you know I don't watch long videos. It, it takes a lot to get me to <laughs> to stay tuned to something. I think the longest video I've watched in a while. Is the congratulations and hugging video of Bryson after the game? It was there was like a thousand people there. That was nuts. Yeah, yeah. I think there was somewhere around you know thirty to forty people, and we all got to go greet him on the field, and it was just it was just awesome. You know, he he hasn't changed much since he was in high school. I mean, he's still that same humble kid. You know, I you know that same guy that was that was tearing up at Desert Oasis and then UNLV and. He's just—he's very humble and, and really hasn't changed a bit. So um, it was—it was pretty a pretty awesome thing to be a part of. And and you know, like I said, his whole family is out there. His cousins were out there, and and a bunch of former teammates and players and friends. And it was—it was pretty pretty special to be a part of. Paul, you talk about tearing it up, and I'm talking about tearing it up because uh, the story—one of the biggest stories with Bryson has always been hashtag Team Coop hashtag Coop forever. Yeah. Um, his best friend from childhood who, who passed of cancer um, and, and on his one of his final days in the hospital told him, do not give up on your dream. You will play in the big league someday. Last year in the minors, I remember, I think he stroked a home run. I think it was his, I want to say it was his first AAA homer. It was, but, I, but I think he hit it on Coop's birthday. This year he yeah. was granted uniform number five, which to, to, to – uh, in honor of Coop, did you know him? And and just can you just talk to to the listeners about that story because it's such such a such an incredible story and tribute. Yeah, it, it it's 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 an awesome story, and it's and it's in tribute to his to one of his best friends. Um, we actually, you know, when I so I'm a teacher at Desert Oasis too, and and to be honest with you, he was in and out of you know kind of in and out of high school because of of the treatment he was receiving, but. I still remember that we were on a trip to San Diego when kind of when kind of the last the last days were were happening and, and we kind of paid tribute to him as a baseball team too and, and and got Team Coop on all the sides of our hats and I, I know it, it was a special friendship between Bryson and, and Coop and 
and I know that that will live on forever. So it, 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 it's definitely a, a good tribute to his friend, and I know that they, they were pretty close and, and best friends, and, and his memory will live on as long as Bryson's playing. I, I mean, it, to wear the number five and to pay tribute, it, it's just a special story is, is what it boils down to. That's Paul Bubolt, coach over at Desert Oasis Baseball, was there uh, with Bryson Stoffer, the big debut over the weekend. Coach, what, what is next for Bryson? I mean, what, what's next in his development? Where does he still? Uh, where can he still go from here? And um, I, I know from being around him a little bit, but I'm sure you know even better that he's not one to say, "Well, I made it now. I'm in the big leagues." No, no, he's 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 trying to be the best. I mean, it, it, that's him, and and you know, you know, back in high school, there were opportunities to. To, to kind of just a quick story is kind of he played every inning because he wanted to play every inning. Even when we we're ahead by by ten runs and it's an opportunity to, to rest them, and he didn't want to come out of the game. Like he, I know that that he he's a grinder and and he's he's willing to put the work in and and uh, he's going to have a successful career. Just watching him out there this weekend, he fits right in. He's 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 going to be just fine. So I, I know that that. That he's got bigger goals and aspirations than just making the roster. So I mean, you know, the sky's the limit for him. I think he, you know, he he could potentially, you know, be one of the best when it's all said and done. And then, and Paul, with that, you spoke about a little bit of his character earlier in saying that he's still the same kid from high school, which he is. I mean, the times that I've spoke with him. Um, he actually granted me some time last year, and I never got to write this story. I and because other things that just come up and it overwhelm me, but. The one thing in talking to guys like Greg Maddox or, or Stan Stoll and just knowing Bryson, one of the things that everybody agrees upon is is that as he continues to progress and gets better, he's not going to fall prey to the sort of quote-unquote big time um, because of that family embracement with Shanna, mom Shanna and sis Bree and Brennan. When he comes home, he's like a big kid. He's back home with the family. He's very family-oriented, his upbringing. How much is that going to play a part in him continuing and allowing him to grow without getting caught up in it? He, I don't think he'll get caught up in that. Like he's, he's so down-to-earth. I mean, he's the same kid as the freshman that came in at, at 5'4 when he came into Desert Oasis. and he, he's, he's just the same kid. He's, he's never really changed. His personality is, is, is down-to-earth, and he's humble. He never... You know, no matter how much you know, how how big he makes it or whatever, he's he's going to be that same kid, and I think that that's going to take him a long way. So I mean, it's you know, he he uh, he comes home and he comes and comes over to Dio, shakes her hand, talks to our team, like you know, it's 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 pretty incredible. And we were all talking about that this weekend. How he's just that same old that same kid, it's just playing at the biggest stage, you know, that that he can play at, and and it's pretty awesome to see. So. Definitely gonna be excited for all of us to watch the development. Last two I got for you. First of all, what is the what is the big takeaway? What's the moment you'll remember the most from this weekend? <laughs> I, I think just seeing the, the opening day ceremony and watching him kind of get introduced and and uh, just it, it, it was just a special like pretty powerful moment to see that you know that that there's this kid that that you know was just a few years ago playing for me and then playing for for UNLV and and. And, and now all of a sudden he's he's, he's on the biggest stage and for, that he can do. I mean, it was just it was just it was it was pretty amazing to to, to watch that you know the, all the opening day ceremonies and and all the stuff and and uh, it was just amazing to see him you know in the starting lineup day one and and then and then everybody was kind of saying let's get the first one out of the way and he gets that one and then 
and then ropes to double down the left field line uh, <laughs> to on top of it. So it was, it was, uh, it, you know, it, it, it was, it was a pretty amazing day. The last one, I mean, you know, it is, uh, it's time to get back to work, I guess, back to reality. And, uh, you know, it's a season, uh, on hand now that we, ha- we haven't really had one yeah. in a while. So, uh, what, what is, what are you guys looking like? Well, we're down in San Diego right now. I, I caught a flight home Saturday night, real late. Got in Sunday morning. We're back on a bus Monday, and we got a game tonight <laughs> in San Diego. So, um, yeah, we're uh, we're back at it and and uh, trying to uh, trying to do some things this year and and try to repeat from uh, 2019. Well, Paul, listen, I appreciate it, and I promise you that the next time I assume that you're sitting in the middle of the Citizens, I won't call your phone. I'll text your phone. <laughs> Because I was like, okay, he didn't answer, so it's either not him or he is at the game. So I do appreciate you texting me right back and joining us today. (laughs) Sounds good, guys. Thanks, Coach. Good luck on the season, and uh, we really appreciate it. Paul Bluebolt from Desert Oasis. Coach Bryson Stott back in high school, and now Bryson up at the big league level. We doing either of these? Doesn't matter? All right, well, there you go. I will – I I had to decide here which uh, what to give away. Let's do – Two tickets, Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band, October 15th at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, uh, October 8th, and now a second show added, as we said, for October 15th. Tickets go on sale for the second show, 11 a.m., Friday, April 15th at axis.com, axs.com. Two tickets to give away. We'll do that to Caller 6 right now, ESPN Las Vegas. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. It's already a go. success by him being out there. This into a tragic accident in February of 2021. None of us even knew if he was going to play again, let alone walk again. He might have to get his leg amputated. And mm-hmm. here he is at the Masters where all we heard all week long is the hit's not going to be affected. He's going to be able to stroke the ball. Can he walk the course? And guess what? Through three rounds, he's walking the course. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. 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 That is our friend Q from ESPN National talking about Tiger and the big comeback. God, we have so many directions we could go here. Uh, we did not finish our Golden Knights conversation uh, because we just talked about the disenchantment, and the unhappiness of some of the fans. I do want to get into some of the positives about how they were playing over the weekend, uh, bouncing back from one of the worst performances I've ever seen from the Golden Knights last Wednesday. Uh, but other things to get into here, into here as well, Willie. Um, yes, sir. You talked about watching soccer yesterday. Did you watch baseball last night, Red Sox and Yankees? You know, I had it on. Um, as you noticed when I, if you saw that, uh, I had the two TVs. Yeah, yeah the double double TV setup. Now I think you don't you you do that, don't you? Yeah. In some respect. Yeah. yeah for see, sure. I, I, it's been a long time since I've had that. Do they still? By the way, do they still do picture in picture, or because people have setups? I, I, I remember having picture in picture like years ago. <laughs> anyway, it's been a long time since I've had the double TV setup. So I, um, I was grilling last night, um, getting some stuff ready for the week. Oh boy, you didn't, prep, you didn't so. post it. I don't think so. Did everybody beat you IG. down? It was on the IG. Oh, I don't. I, I saw the two TV setup. I don't think I saw the. 
Oh, it was later in the later in the night, late, 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 and then I I threw it up there for a little bit to the end. But you know, it's Monday, so I cleared everything out. But I did throw up the grill time with the marinated. Uh, anyway, neither here nor there. I was it is, no, it, it is because you posted it last week, and then there were some negative comments. So I think you, I figured you might just not post food anymore. Oh no 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 no. Okay, no, I don't care. I'm just making sure. Comments. You know that doesn't bother me. Anyway, I uh, I had it on, and I was going back and forth, and. I, I I I was I think I was more intrigued throughout the day when I was home of being able to have two TVs on and what was I going to have on like in the morning I had the hockey and or soccer and golf and then it was hockey and golf and then it was you know and then the baseball and I can't remember oh I had the older episodes of Winning Time on mute. <laughs> Because I was hoping to stay up. And then I fell asleep and I missed everything. So I was watching it here and there, in and out of, you know, from outside on the grill and cooking. So anyway, to answer your question, it was on, but I wasn't paying too close attention. But I think I know where you're going. And I do have an opinion on this. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I, I was watching way more than I usually would because I took a what I consider a pretty terrible beat at the over and uh, three, three, the fifth. I was like, if each team just gets one more run, I'm good. Get that over eight and a half. Got one more run the rest of the game. Four, three, final. Took the under. That was rough. I didn't love it, uh, but I did. There was there was some positive or negative to one aspect of last night's game, which it looks like it's going to be a thing going forward now, at least for Sunday night baseball. Which is Kike Hernandez was in center field and was mic'd up during one of the half innings. Now he not only had a microphone, he had an earpiece. And he was having a direct conversation, an in-game interview, during play. And for those that didn't watch it, I mean, it was pretty good. They're asking about the rivalry. Hey, you've been in Yankee, or you've been in a Dodgers Giants. What do you think about Yankees Red Sox? He said pretty much the same, only much much colder. He's making some jokes out there. And then there's a runner on second, and he's saying, "Well, if it gets hit to me." He's like, uh, he's like, I'm throwing him out at home. Like, we're going home with this ball. It's going to be great. And he's like, I got to make sure it doesn't, you know, doesn't go too high because I want to make sure that the cutoff man can get it and then get the guy at second and not let the not let the hitter advance all the way to second on it. Like, he's he's walking through his thought process, which I found awesome. I thought it was yeah. great. But then in the middle yes. of an answer, it's hit to him. He has to go get the ball. He's huffing and puffing, breathing like crazy, which I'm not faulting him. Like that's if you're on a dead run, it's gonna happen with a microphone that close. Like it was really, really bizarre. I loved it. I thought it was awesome to get that kind of insight into a game. But at the same time, if one game goes wrong, where he's like yeah. in the middle of an answer like that, and it, as it turns out, he went and he got the ball, made a throw, got the cutoff man, didn't get anybody out, but you know, made the right fundamental play. He didn't mess anything up. The first time something goes wrong, this is going to turn really, really ugly. It is, and I I don't want to say this because I I don't want to make it sound like wish it upon, because our good friend uh, from New York, uh, Wally Matthews, actually tweeted this out. I was like, when this goes, I hope that nobody gets injured. Like if it's an error or it costs something, then I think that they'll probably second guess it. Is this you know? Do we really need this? Is it distracting? But I I really hope it's not an error. Uh, like a line drive to an infielder who's mic'd up. But I agree with you. I, I, I love listening to them talk um, and giving you on the field insight rather than the sideline reporter, right, or the dugout reporter is giving you that dugout perspective. You're getting a player on the field in the middle of it, his thought process, and it's fantastic 
for the viewers. It is. Um, I just hope that it doesn't go awry one day or, you know, it's it becomes a blame in some way, shape or form in terms of a distraction that led to an error that led to a run, you know, especially in, let's say, you know, a walk up type situation, whatever the case is. Um, I hope that that's not the case because I would like to see it continue. Um, and I wonder if it will lead other sports or carry over in some way they can figure out a way to, well, we sort of had a mic'd up. Remember we had mic'd up Petrangelo up in, sure, uh, in the, outdoor Tahoe, game? The, the, the notorious, Oh boy. When, well, when, I, when, uh, here's McKinnon the thing. Was coming at him. So people might not understand what we're saying here if, if you didn't watch the game. Yeah. Like, we've had mic'd up players in sports. Like, don't don't get this. Like, if you're listening to it, like, I've heard mic'd up players in the field before. Sure you have. Yeah. We've all heard that. But that is, you're mic'd up, and then they, like, come back, and they, they look through the footage, they try to get whatever's good, then they yeah. play that on the air. He had an earpiece and a mic, and was basically part of the – he was doing – commentary right during the inning and they're asking him questions from the booth while he's in the field and he's walking you through like the so it's not like they played it later they're playing this live as he's waiting is in the middle of an at bat he's talking about it he's getting into like fielding position yeah and going through it and he made a joke because he, he'd been hitless on the year and he's like do you guys think i'm gonna get a hit this year at some point like kind of joking around with him yeah. Like and you can do it in baseball. It's kind of conducive to that, but at the same time, literally in the middle of an answer, the ball got hit to him, and he had to go get it. This is nuts. I love now, it. Do you, do, you, do you think once the ball's hit, that as Ari is quick with the with the switch when he sees that I'm about to cough and hits the mute button, that they need to, or do we want the whole? From talking to going to get it in the huffing and puffing, does it add I, to it, or does that part need to be muted? I imagine after last night they'll probably start muting it. Um, because, like I said, he's in the middle of an answer. It gets hit to him. He goes on the dead sprint to go try to get the ball. And obviously you could he could curse or something like that. Like if you're in the in the heat of a battle, like whatever. If you, if you misplay it, you might scream an expletive. Like that's possible. But what you got was – the live audio of him going from talking to the announcers to being on a dead sprint to go get a ball and the the huffing and puffing like right into the microphone and the running like as he ran his you know it's on his shirt and it's like it's it's crinkled and you get like that crinkling of the of the jersey against the microphone as he runs yeah, and yeah, the breathing yeah. it was it was rough for sound and Ari's trying to replicate it here it was rough for sound watching it I loved that was one of my favorite parts of it that you got to hear the live action of him going through that. But I I don't know how most viewers felt about that, and I have to imagine the sound engineers on ESPN were freaking out about it. But I liked that part of it. But I, yeah, I imagine I, to your point, they will probably start saying, "Okay, if if it gets hit to a guy in the middle of of being on the air, we'll probably cut the audio." Yeah, I think, and I. There's going to be parts that they're going to they're going to tweak, you know. They're definitely going to tweak it, but I think that the concept is great for the reasons that we talked about in terms of giving you a completely different perspective from the reporter being in the dugout, you know, overhearing something or seeing the the field level to having a guy on the field in position and talking to you. I'll tell you what uh, the one thing I thought of it and it wasn't that game because this is this was the second time that they did right. It was um, yeah. was it opening day. Anyway, there was a there was a broadcast, and I was thinking to myself, what if they did someone stepping up to the plate? And obviously, you can't 
you know, it, it, I don't know how much of a distraction, because if you're standing in front of it in, in a stadium with, you know, thousands, you know, tens of thousands of people screaming. But if you he's not going to talk as the pitch is coming, but maybe steps out of the batter's box and go, OK, it's one and one knowing this pitcher. I'm expecting this and then goes back. Maybe they can silence his headphone. I don't know. But I, I would I, I had thought about that during the first one, whatever that was. What was it? Opening day, I think Thursday or Friday, um, if that would happen. Yeah, I just it's that that'd be much tougher. I'm sure they're gonna try. I'm sure they're. I'm sure asked. it would. Um, for yeah. those again, for those that didn't watch it, uh, Kike Hernandez had the mic last night for uh, one half inning out in the field, and I guess what the new tradition is going to be uh, because they did it again last night right. is as the players walking off the field after the half inning, they say, "Okay, our next game is the team A against team B." Who yeah. do you think should have to wear it in that game? It, and they have, to, no- they have to nominate somebody. So he did that going forward. I guess it'll be yeah. Ozzy Albies, I think, is the one that got nominated. And so I think, yes. he'll yeah. he'll have to wear it uh, next week. And then I guess he'll get to pick somebody for the next game. Like, it'll be a fun tradition. It'll be cool. Um, at some point, this could go horribly wrong. And I'm sure we'll see some changes to it. But for right now, I guess we'll enjoy it. And we will get through that. We'll come back, get some NFL talk next. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota running like a Toyota.